What's going on, everybody? Um, so, I was going to do a completely different episode. Like, if this kind of works out to where it fits the other episode, I'll put this one into the other episode. Uh, but if it doesn't, I'm not really going to do it as much because it's something that I've been kind of becoming aware of. <clears throat> and when we're talking about these kinds of different things that we're talking about, especially when, when you're making a podcast, you if you listen back and if you listen to yourself when you're speaking you can start you can start to notice when you are making bad mistakes with your podcast it's a it's actually very interesting because you listening won't really uh see that process as much I'll get to the subject in a minute, but I just want to go over this because it was really interesting to think about this. But anyways, you listening really won't really get to see that process as much. But, um... But it is kind of going on sometimes in the background when I'm doing episodes. And... The more that I do these kinds of things, the less I realize how aware I really was. Like, it's funny, like, I look back on older episodes, even, like, from, like, a couple of days ago, and I'm like, man, how unaware was I when I did this episode? Uh, You know, not that there's an important bits of information that can be kind of useful, but it's not as clear as it could be, it's not as aware as it could have been, you know, things like this. And I wanted to talk to you about something that I've become aware of in the past, and I'm starting to kind of understand why this is in a more practical kind of way as I'm going through life and seeing this kind of thing happen. And that is that, and I've said this before, all judgments... All um, expectations and judgments and uh, things like this are attempts to make copies of yourself, in a sense. You can call it the be like me attitude. Um, Where it's like, you're not like what I want you to be. um, Because you have these higher ideal standards that you think... That they should live up to, but maybe there's something that you personally want to live up to, and you're projecting that upon this person. Um, because of the way the superego works. It's, it's kind of a... got to be a controversial position, because people are like like to think of themselves as kind people... But it's not necessarily going to be true, necessarily. I mean, it may be, but it may not be. That's why 
most it's why most people it, most people becoming more aware of themselves in this way isn't really beneficial because it uh, basically uh, shows you the major flaws of your own character because of, like I've said the personality is the past memorialized pa- imprints from the past gets kind of meshed into yourself gone deeper and deeper and deeper until you become unaware of them because they maybe they served a purpose at one point or maybe they still do according to your your story your mind or whatever it might be and then you uh, don't see how this is causing problems until you start to become more aware of it because at first you're going to be aware only of the surface. you Like the tip of the iceberg example. You're, it's like seeing the tip of the iceberg. You're not really seeing anything yet. And, and you look closer. You look deeper. You go more meta. And you start to see how this is working. Why this personality imprint is, is the way it is. And you start understanding these th- deeper things that I'm talking about. Um, but it doesn't, but it takes a, wa- a long time to see it. Because a lot, a lot often times these things are so deeply imprinted. If they were shallowly imprinted, you could see it in like a day or two. Or maybe a week or two or a month or two. But if the really deeply imprinted ones, it takes years or more to see because of the uh, deep levels of it, the uh, how deeply entrenched it is within your psyche. Um, and that's why I say that your personality, most of it is your past memorialized. Because that's worth what it is in most cases. Your your roles that you play and things like this. Um, and the biggest uh, sort of deception mechanism the mind uses, purposefully or not, is projection. And Looking outward instead of looking inward. Uh, that's why you always, why you will always find people who look and search for drama, and they will look and search for things to disagree with, or they'll look and search for problems that they can say is wrong or bad or evil. Um, and then they call that truth. They say they search for truth, and they believe this and they are doing this according to themselves and their standards um, but in the end that's only because of the fact that you only know yourself now, the, the thing about all of this is that people have this idea that there are other people now, I am myself Yes, but then there are, are others that exist. Maybe that's true, maybe that's not, that's not true, but you don't actually know that for certain. 
All you know is your own your own consciousness. And most of that you don't even really know. Like 99% of, of your consciousness, you, you, you probably don't even see it. Because it's so deeply imprinted within yourself. Um, and... It's not, you know, blaming anything. I'm not blaming anyone for this because it's not really about blame. It's about understanding about these things. Like, why is this happening to me? Why am I stuck? Why am I impatient? Whatever it is, whatever your attitude is about whatever it is, life or another person, it all comes down to this. These imprints create the self. And the self goes out into the world or whatever and can only work with these imprints. They can't go outside of those imprints for the most part. Um, and you can try to change perspectives. It can kind of work. But eventually, even when you do that, you're still within the same imprints. And eventually, maybe those because you do that, maybe becomes you become more aware of those imprints because of this change perspective. You those imprints become loosened; they become less solid, and so they eventually disappear over time. Uh, look, a good example of this that I've experienced myself is actually from from drinking, um, because people have been talking about drinking a lot lately. It's it's really interesting. Uh, for whatever reason. But anyways. And. I. Um, I used to be a big. Drinker. Like I didn't drink. Like. All the time. Like every day or whatever. Like every couple of months or whatever. I'll drink. And I'll drink pretty big. Right. Um, so what changed. You know. Why don't I really do that as much. Well. It comes down to this imprinting business that we're talking about. Um, because the behavior was imprinted because of because of certain memorialized pasts, whatever those might have been. Maybe they had to do with uh, satisfying a craving to be in a different level of consciousness or something, whatever it might have been, right? It's going to be different for different people. But being being in a drunken stupor might not sound like a good idea the next day, but the day of, maybe you're doing it because it serves a past memorialized within yourself, an imprint. Uh, you know, going back to the episode that I made earlier, uh, Perception, assumption, and story. Um, maybe you were dealing dealing with a lot of things. Maybe bad. Maybe it was about being having fun at first, right? Maybe it was about being like the cool person, the social person, like fitting in, or just because it felt good or interesting or whatever. Um, 
But then maybe one day something happened. Maybe you became stressed or whatever. And you say, let's drink some alcohol to get rid of this. And then it becomes not about having fun with drinking. It becomes about the stress that you deal with through drinking. Which is a form of alcoholism that's called, uh, what what did they call it? I forget what it was called. But I remember I looked it up a long time ago. Reactive... Or something. But anyways. And. That stress. Is. Creating those past associations. Within you. That makes you drink again. Maybe it's. Maybe it's about the memories. Of old from drinking. Whatever those might have been. Um. Maybe it reminds you of past times when you drank with somebody that you knew that may no longer exist or be alive or whatever. Or maybe it's something along those lines. Maybe it's about memories with friends or whatever the case might be. Um, But over time it becomes a sort of automatic reaction to certain things. That's how imprinting works. Imprinting is not a conscious thing that that is happening. It's unconscious. Um, You know, this unconscious behavior is... um, creating habits. These habits, you can... whatever the habits might be, maybe they're roles, maybe they're... Maybe it's about drinking, maybe it's about something else. Whatever it is, these past associations, the perception, the assessment, the uh, assessments, the assumptions, uh, the, the stories, they fuel this imprint, make it deeper until it becomes automatic, until it becomes ingrained, it becomes more of a motor function. And this this actually is is not a bad thing. This process can be very useful and very good um, if you do this right, if you use it uh, consciously. Like you can build new habits um, over time by doing this. Habits that work for you rather than against you. But oftentimes it isn't used consciously. It's, It's a very unconscious process. And the more habits you have, the more unaware you are, typically speaking. Uh, A good sign of awareness versus unawareness is how many habits do you have? How many automatic reactions to things do you have? Automatic reactions, you could call those being triggered, whatever you want to call it, right? It doesn't matter. Point is, is that your imprintings, whatever those are, those things that have been Forced deeper and deeper into your psyche over time. Create less awareness within you. Through perception, assumption, and story. You know, like a good example is... You had a perception of somebody that they were 
you're mad at you. Maybe they were judging you constantly or whatever. And so you assumed that this was because of you and rather than because of their mood. You know, oftentimes, oftentimes the story is going to be changing based on your mood. Uh, unless it's really, really ingrained. Um, you can actually become aware of this. Like, if you're in a minor, like, if you're in, like, a good mood, your story is going to be less dark and, and depressing. But if you're in a bad mood, depressing mood, or angry mood, your story is going to be completely different. Um, but if it's a really ingrained story, uh, the mood isn't really going to phase it too much. It may a little bit, but not like extremely. Uh, but anyways, you have this past perception. I said this was somebody judging me. And so you assumed that it was you or whatever. And so you assume. And so your story says, how do I stop this from happening more? How about I become less visible? You know, whatever it is, right? doesn't matter what it is. It could be the opposite. You become more visible. You become angry and, and reactive against this person, whatever that might be. Um, and so you become, and over time, that pattern creates, uh, it, it, it gets imprinted and it becomes natural, basically. Or, or normal, or whatever you want to call it. That's uh, why it can be important to sometimes go against what feels natural, because what feels natural is often about these ingrained habits, honestly. Um, but, that's another episode. <laughs> Anyways... So, the reason why this is important is because if you don't really see this, if you don't understand what's happening here, you could be deluded into thinking that this is all just meant to be this way, or maybe it's just necessary to be this way. What if it isn't? What if it is only seen that way because you have this story that says this. You have this perception, these assumptions, whatever they might be. And that what what if the solution is to become aware of this story? Become aware of the you know of uh, these assumptions in different ways by asking a bunch of different questions about it, becoming specifically specific, <laughs> as I've said in the last episode. And basically just explore, exploring this whole thing and going meta on it. And so you ask like questions like, what, is caught, what has caused this story to exist? What is making me relive this over and over again? You know, things like this. Um, and just ask different questions when you get... When you observe within your consciousness, within your awareness, what the answers are through like observing, observing things. And then you contemplate that a little bit and then you observe again and then you contemplate. And then if you must, you can ask more questions like this 
and observe and just keep doing this. And you'll get a bunch of different insights. You'll get a bunch of different points and understandings that you can add to your understandings of why these things are going on. And it may not seem like much doing this, but it actually can be useful because it brings it uh, more and more into your consciousness. Um, but honestly, when doing this, it has to be something that you have to consistently learn how to do. This is something I'm still actually working with because for a while I would just like do this for a bit, like five minutes or ten minutes and then I forget about it. And then I do it again for like a five minute or ten minute period and then forget about it. Um, for a while, right? And you have to not do that as much. But the problem is that you're probably not really going to uh, have any choice on that unless you, because unless you've been able to uh, remove this ingrained habit that says that I, um, that create, that um, engenders or uh, creates less awareness. Whatever that is. Maybe if I figure more about all this out, I'll do a deep episode on that because it is something that I think we need to under, we need to uh, do. But uh, I, I just wanted to do this because it was like it's something that I've been really focusing on um, in a deeper kind of way here as I've been exploring all this stuff. So. Anyways, I probably will make another episode on, or another segment on this for tomorrow or whatever because it is something I think is very important to kind of go deeper on. And maybe I'll have some tips about how to become more aware of the, the habit of unawareness and why this exists and things like this and what is actually causing this unawareness. Because uh, there's different things that are causing it. So, anyways... Hope you enjoy this segment, and I'll take, talk to you in the next one. So, um, when I'm giving these examples, I try to give, like, generalized examples, because, honestly, like, if I gave examples from my little personal life, most of it wouldn't make sense to anybody, because it's, like, I don't really use, see things in the same way most people seem to see things uh, that, that that might be a deeper episode for a future but the thing about all those habit stuff is it's actually not real difficult to uh, undo this to a certain extent um, it is if you believe the story like a good example actually like because we've been talking about comfort is that you might have this idea. And I've, this was actually something that was uh, brought to my attention on this book that I might review called How to Be Miserable. It's really interesting. I might review it because it's very interesting. But anyways, um, it was talking about how there are people in the world who are uh, they call them like lost boys or whatever, right? And they live in their parents' house and they live 
you know, and they just do random stuff, video games and play video games or whatever. And <clears throat> this book was pointing out was like what the reason why they're doing this is because they've been taught by society, by culture, whatever, that confidence is something that you have to build, something that has, been, has to happen. When what he was saying in this book was that actually confidence is something that you build while doing things. Um, because, like, if you start a project, you're not really necessarily going to be very confident on this project of, like, a goal of, like, playing guitar. You don't really know how to play a guitar if you haven't played one before. So you have to learn it, figure it out, and then become more confident. Uh, and when I heard that, I was like, that actually makes really interesting sense. Um, and so what I, one of the things that I did actually was really kind of interesting. And I'll give you some generalized examples here. Is I kind of broke the small habit for a second. Um, in different ways. Like, you can do this in, in in mental ways and in sort of social or physical ways. Right? So, again, the example of, like, if you are in that situation and you're uncomfortable, you can decide to branch out a little bit and just say to yourself, I'm going to go outside or whatever for a little bit and just stand or sit or maybe just walk for a little bit uh, whatever it is right or maybe you have struggles with expressing your emotions because you've been taught from an early age to be silent to be still or whatever right um it's actually a very simple thing to do but what you do is like you start off very small, and it's, it doesn't have to be very complicated. Like, you can laugh at something, uh, or you can kind of like say this is really interesting, or whatever the case might be. Like, it depends on. Like I've said, it always depends on who you're with, because with some people you express honestly probably too much. And then with some people, you don't express enough. Um, I've, I've, used, I've, I've seen a lot of those extremes with people. Like, it, they can get caught up in dramas and stuff. Um, <clears throat> and, or, like, you know, for instance, if you are concerned about drinking, uh, break the habit a little bit. Decide to get a non-alcoholic or something. I'll, you know, there are people that I know that I've done this before. I don't know if they did it precisely because of the drinking problem necessarily. I think there's other reasons, but that you could do that as well. Or you could do... There are certain medications you can do where you can actually drink and it actually messes with your... Uh, body in some way more like 
and there's a very physical reaction. Um, there, are, there are things like that where you can do with smoking as well. Um, and so it's very interesting that you can kind of do these kinds of different things. It's like very small stuff. Like you don't really have to start wide. Like the problem with goals, like you can have very good long-term goals, right? And this was one of the things the book was pointing out. is like you can have these goals that are like, I want to be a better person, right? Whatever it is. Okay, how do you do that? That's that's such a long-term and broad goal that you don't really know where to start. And so you have to make small steps. Be kind to this neighbor. You know, be kinder to this person despite whatever you disagree upon. Whatever it is. I'm trying to practice kind candor. And it is a balancing act, actually. It's like being on a seesaw, kind of. Like you're on one end, you see somebody on the other end, and you move too far, and then you have to back it up a little bit. Oh, wait, that was too far, that was too honest, that was too much candor, right? Um, And then you can go to the opposite extreme. Oh, that was too much kindness. Uh, you weren't honest enough. And so it's very simple. Like, it's not... Like, you have to make short... Uh, very short steps. You know, like, if you want to learn how to play a guitar... Really, really well... You can sit there and, and uh, think about that. And go, oh... There's a lot of things I have to do... Or you can say, okay, one step at a time, how do I do this? And then you pick up the guitar and just start playing, maybe watch some videos. But you make a list and you start with one of those things. And then once you figure that out, you start with the next thing and the next thing, whatever that is. You have to kind of find a way of making the habit do a uh, making the uh, the anti-habit, the new habit, more doable, more uh, stickable within your brain. Because the problem is that these habits are ingrained. These old habits, these old imprints that I'm talking about. And you're going to be getting uh, a lot of resistance from your brain if you do it the other way where you're just like, Long-term goal, long-term goal, uh, you know, this kind of thing. The mind is a a tricky thing. You know, like, talking about the example that, like, nobody's going to get or agree with or even understand, honestly. Like, I've come to this point where it's like, Oh, somebody's angry or judgmental. Like I'm, I'm. I know I notice people are tribal, or whatever. It's like yeah, whatever. That's just a part of life at this point. Like you can either just become annoyed that that's a thing, or realize that you're doing the same thing. <laughs> like everybody's doing the same thing. It's called confirmation bias, or my side bias, or whatever you want to call it. 
Um, the only question is, do you know that you're doing this? And are you aware of how you're doing this? In what form? Yeah, because I'm still kind of working on this. I want to do an episode on these, this confirmation thing because it's something that was, it was made really clear to me by this video that I saw on this. It was really interesting. It's called This Is Your Brain on Politics. So I definitely want to do that tomorrow, I think, because um, it is something that's just like absolutely absurd. Like I, I just have to look at the world and look at myself and go, how, how stupid is all this shit? Like, not in like a mean way. Like I say, you're stupid. Like I'm not saying you're stupid. I'm saying like some of the things that we do are stupid. Like we can fight about like these stupid things. Like oh, the Earth is round or the Earth is flat. Like why are you, why are you talking about this? Like and I'm not talking about myself necessarily, but I see people do this. It's like why? Why are you doing that? What purpose is that serving your life at all? It's not. You're just wasting time. Um, because their habits are ingrained in this way. And so for me, it's not about disagreeing uh, or agreeing. It's, it's, it's about knowing that that's that going to happen, understanding the disagreement, or it's actually much more interesting in that way, but it's hard to put into words because it is so kind of unusual, but... Um, Basically, like, I I see myself disagreeing with somebody. Oh, yeah, that's normal. I see somebody else disagreeing with me. Like, oh, yeah, that's just going to be the way things are. Um, like, uh, while a lot of people are going to resist that, they're going to resist what, what they see. Um... But I've always had this intuition, even though that intuition could be very well be wrong, and I think it is in some ways, but but I've always had that intuition that if you are aware of something, it can't overwhelm you as much. If you're aware that that's going to be a thing, if you uh, take that into consideration, you're not going to be overwhelmed by it. For instance, if you... Like I saw this commercial the other yesterday talking about moral planning service. Like, you know, we you know we don't like to think about this kind of thing, but it's important to plan just in case it happens. This kind of thing. It was like a funeral thing, but um, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, if you are aware of these things and you don't really have to plan them, I think that's important to do that. But if you don't, you know, I don't think that's a problem. But if you uh, completely went, draw a blank there for a second, but anyways, if you, um, you're kidding, I can't even remember what I was going to say. So, yeah, no, the memorial planning service, like if you don't take those things into consideration, you will be overwhelmed by them, basically, was the point I was making. That's my intuition, and I've had a little bit of uh, evidence, experiential evidence to back this up. 
in different ways. Yeah, you know, but it you know doesn't but it doesn't mean that you uh, wallow in that. Like, oh no, this could happen. This is a bad thing. Um, you know, I don't really do that. It's it's just like, oh yeah, this is a thing. Who who could have known that, right? Um, and that's what I. That's why I say that most people aren't really going to understand what the fuck I'm like. My, my examples mean because they're totally totally different from most people. Um, because, because of this, actually it was because of this YouTube channel that I'm going to be featuring in the next episode. Uh, it's, it's a kind of put a whole lot of things in perspective. Some of it was already there, but it was definitely put in perspective by this, by this channel. But anyways, long episode. And I'll talk to you in the next one.